This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back for Arfield. What a volley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott had that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, 
Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show. It's another big one next. Obviously, we've had the chances to have the title wrapped up and we've blown it basically the last three games. Um, but it's kind of worked out nice, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, the chance of a lifetime. I'm gonna, I normally, I've been saying the chance of a generation, but it's not, is it? It's the chance of a lifetime. We'll never get the way everything's worked out. The fixtures have been moved and everything. It would never be like this ever again. We have the chance to make history, and that is, of course, by winning the title at Ewood Park. And it's just something that we will obviously remember for the rest of our lives. I was saying earlier, I've, I've obviously got a little boy who's five years old, I'm sure you all know. But if we win the league at Blackburn, I'll be telling my grandkids about it when he has kids. Like it's 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 massive. Like we for for years, people of my generation, we had to suffer while while they were winning stuff and we were languishing in the bottom bottom tiers. It's not obviously quite as as big as that. Um, but winning something there, winning something there will be absolutely massive. So a little bit nervous. Um, because of that, because again, for them, I know they can't win anything. I mean, it'll be a big three points for them ultimately, and obviously bragging rights, but it's it's a big game for them in the sense that they can get into playoffs. But it'll be a nice little piece of bragging rights for them if they turn around and went, remember we had that brilliant season and you could have won title at Ewood? We stopped you. Um, so hopefully we don't have to hear that and we and we can win the league at Ewood tomorrow. Um, obviously recording this on Monday, if you listen to this on Tuesday tonight, of course. Um, but it don't really feel like we're playing Blackburn tomorrow to me. It's weird. Um, normally when we're playing Blackburn, the week before Randy in my head, it's all Blackburn, Blackburn, Blackburn. And I'm so nervous and paranoid about losing. Even earlier in the season, even though I knew deep down on paper we were the better side and, and in the end it showed because they were doing quite well at that point. Um, I was still nervous and just the full week we're just like, oh, it's Blackburn next, it's Blackburn, we're playing Blackburn. Whereas this time, I don't know, I don't know if it's because the league is pretty much done and dusted and we're already promoted, but I think it's just because it's on a Tuesday, kind of like being moved and shoehorned into the middle of, of a week and it just doesn't feel like it's had enough build-up to me. Um, so I'm not as nervous as I usually am, but today it started, it has started today, um, if I'm honest. Thankfully, I'm one of the lucky ones that um, did well in the ballot, so I'll be there. Looking forward to that. Um, but we will, of course, be speaking to a Blackburn fan about the ticketed issue and some other things as well. And why not use this as a perfect time to bring him in? You may recognise him from earlier in the season. It's Dan. He's from Rovers Chat. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having us on. And uh, yeah, I echo the sentiments you say about it not feeling like an East Lancashire yeah. guard. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird one as well. All, all, the, all the situation with, with attendance as well, I think that's going to take a bit away from it, but we'll get into that in a bit. Obviously, I mentioned there in, in the intro, obviously, massive for us. We could win the league at Ewell Park. If we win, we win the league. It's that simple. What's it feel like for you guys? Because I know for a fact if if you or Preston or even Blackpool could, could win something at, at the turf, I would be shitting bricks, basically. Like, How do you feel about us winning something at your place? Oh, it's horrible. I can't lie, it's mm. horrible. Thinking I can about imagine, it. to be fair, mate. Yeah. I think adding our position into it as well, I think adds even more. It's the fact that we know a point would take us. I think we get in the playoffs with a point and then it's in our hands for the last two as well for the playoffs. So it's a, it's a double factor. It's stopping you, but also giving us a chance after, obviously, two late goals in the last two games. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk to you about your form because... 
I don't know. Like, I've not watched you a lot, but obviously that you've been on TV a little bit recently. I've seen clips and stuff because it's hotting up a bit in the playoff race. But you seem to be playing a little bit better over the last few games, but you're not picking up results. Like, just quickly going through your results. Now, obviously, you mentioned the late goals, the late one against Preston, which if your player, um, was it Hedges? Hedges, have just taken yeah. it into the corner or put it in the back of the net. That wouldn't have happened. Um, the commentary situation, as apologies for saying this, hilarious as it was, that again, if the referee gets the decision right, again, there, it's done happen. Drawing at home to Hull, 2-2 two, two away at Huddersfield. Yes, a decent comeback, but you shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Then defeats against Norwich and Birmingham. So results have really dropped off a cliff, haven't they, at the right time? But I've seen some Robbers fans saying that performances have been better in the last two or three. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, it's strange. It's probably our best performance of the season. I think you look at the side that come to Turf Moor back in November, I think we're a miles better side in terms of the way we play. Mm. We're not maybe getting the results we were getting earlier in the season, but for me, it's going to click at one point. I just don't know whether it's going to be too late and it might yeah. click on the last day at Millwall or something when we're out the race. It's it's a strange one. I think we've been really good. I think Preston, the second half of that game, was a really solid performance. Like you mentioned, if Hedges doesn't do what he did, we go and win that game and then we go into this one almost as a free hit if you take out the East Lancashire derby side of it. But uh, mm. yeah, I think we've been playing well. I just don't think it's been clicking. It could click tomorrow. It could click next Monday against Luton. You never know. But uh, I don't think results are showing the actual performances we're putting in. Yeah, do you think it's a good time to play Burnley? Of course, already promoted, so we've kind of taken our foot off the gas a little bit. I didn't expect this from us. I just expected because there were a lot of talk of the of the um, the championship record. Obviously, we can't do that now. A lot of talk of reaching hundred points. We can still do that, um, but it's not looking as likely as it was. Um, obviously, lost to QPR last time out. Probably the biggest shock of the championship season. Draws against Reading and Rotherham as well. Do you think it's a good time to play us? I think it's a better time than I would have three weeks ago. I'm very glad it's now and not when the original game was, but we know you're full of talent. We know, obviously, you're still the best side in the league. No doubt about that. I think it's it maybe calmed our nerves a little bit that maybe we're playing a Burnley side that aren't in full, full throttle like they were, you know, blowing sides away, obviously, in November and yeah. obviously after that game. But no, there's still a... There's never a good time to play rivals. I know it's... I know it's cliche that form goes out the window, but it truly does. And, you know, if you'd have put the two sides against each other back in November, it's two table-topping sides if either <laughs> one would have been top of the league. So yeah. uh, it's weird. I'll never say I'm glad to play Burnley, but I think I'd rather play you now than, you know, back when the original game was in March. Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned that game. Then let's look back at that game. Obviously, a convincing win for the Clarets. Apologies. Well, I'm not I'm saying apologies. I don't, I'm not apologies. No, we'd be bringing it up the other way around. Yeah, really I mean... It. The, the, I remember worrying like mad up until that game, even though I knew deep down with a better side because you whoever won that game went top, and then of course it was that big month break for the World Cup, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, what, what were your first of all, what, what were your thoughts on that game? Do you think Burnley deserved the win and, and, and it was as comfortable as it should have been, or, or do you feel a little bit hard done to with the result? No, I think you deserved it. I'll admit it. I think I'll be honest, I thought the game plan worked for the first 50 minutes. We clearly went to frustrate you and try and you know, nick a goal and it worked almost. But then I think the yeah. fact that Rovers are never that convincingly defensive side, you know, I'd much rather we attack to side. I think if tomorrow night we go out and attack you, we'd have a much better chance of winning than trying to defend and win it 1-0. But uh, no, I thought you deserved it, especially after the first one winning. It only felt like one winner. I think his team selection, John Doyle's team selection, really surprised us all. Uh, Clinton Mauler at centre-back, I think that was his first start 
for the club in the league. Uh, and then obviously he left Adam Wharton out, Blackman lad, knows exactly what the derby is, you know, no doubt about that. It's <clears throat> it's a weird one. It's we definitely didn't deserve anything. Maybe not 3-0, maybe 2-0 might have been a fair score, but there's no doubt in my mind that Rovers didn't deserve to take anything from that game. Yeah, fair enough. That's um nasty to say in that way. I'd, I'd have probably been a bit more like wall up. Not I'd not refuse to admit that. Um but obviously, looking at the league table, I'll just quickly get the league table up on my screen so I can see it. Obviously, I want to, I want to talk to you about your season um, so far because, of course, you started quite well, went top, won the league in September. <laughs> um, but then slowly, you've kind of, sort of like drifted away to the point now where you are eighth, just outside the playoffs. It is still in your own hands because if you win all three games, you'll 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 go above Millwall, um, and obviously you'll you'll get some good points in that nine points in that chase. It'll, it'll be a good thing. Are you happy with your season or are you a little bit disappointed with how it's gone? Because probably in the playoff race at this stage, I reckon most of your fans would have took that earlier in the season at the start of the season. Yeah, I think we're happy once we look back in June or July, if we don't make the playoffs, I think we'll be happy with the season. But I yeah. think being up there, well, we were up there February, March time even, which mm. normally doesn't happen. We've normally fallen off. I think the way that we fell out, if we don't make it, we'll be frustrated with. But once you go back to, I think once you look over the season, you appreciate it's a good season. It's a season that maybe we didn't expect to have, especially with the young lads that we have in the squad. Overall, it's been good. But when you're in that position, you want it, don't you? You want to be up there. Yeah, no matter who you are. Even Huddersfield last year, you know, no expected to be nowhere near, but the frustration still comes in when you don't make it. When you've gone 46 games and you fall in the 45th or the 46th, it's it's always hard to put up with. Yeah, some difficult games coming up. Obviously, you've got league leaders up next. Uh, then you've got Millwall and Luton. Don't know if it's in that order. It could be in the other order. But obviously, three teams in the top six. Three teams currently above you. Um, so, it couldn't be any... We've probably got the hardest running out of the top seven or eight. Do you think you get into the top six or do you think you just fall short? I think we just fall short. Now, I think if we'd have got two, well, the two extra points on Saturday, I think we'd have made it. Mm-hmm. Back us at home against the side uh, like Luton, you know, we got them on the bank holiday Monday and then obviously Millwall the bank holiday Monday after. So I'd have backed us if, if we'd have been in the playoffs now, I think we'd have made it. But I just think it's too much to ask for us to get a good result against Luton and then go down to a sold out den on the last day. It just doesn't fill me with confidence. If, if we get a win against Luton, everyone else will have played as well when we play them, which I find that a bit... I don't know whether that's good or not to play after everyone's played. I don't know whether you'd rather get your game out of the way and rely on other results. I don't think we'll make it. Whether we shock everyone and go and do it against Luton and Millwall, we never know. But when it's these three games coming up, like you mentioned, the hardest running, without doubt, in the top seven, eight, nine, even the yeah. ten, it just worries me that uh, that maybe it's too much. But again, we've seen lower sides get good results. You have them against yourself, got... You know, I thought were a good point. Us at Huddersfield, we know that Wigan can pull a result from nowhere at the moment. So maybe playing the sides that it's in our hands if we beat them, maybe that's a good sign for us. Yeah, your home form's not bad though, is it? I think just had a quick look then. I think you last lost at home in December in the league against uh, Middlesbrough. Norwich. Well, we got Norwich, that Norwich that... one a couple of weeks ago, but other than oh, okay, that, yeah, yeah I must have missed that one. Yeah, I think it's Borough just after Christmas. Yeah, yeah one so... loss this year. 
does does that give you a bit of confidence going into tomorrow and then again against Luton? I think it does in the Luton game. We Burnley, you know, we know you're up for it. We know you can win the title. Like you mentioned mm. at the start, we expected you to... Oh, well, I expected you to be on the points total, to be honest, and yeah, that was the only thing we could stop you getting. That were in my mind, at least. Uh, I think the fact we're playing at home is the pressure's added on to us almost from the home crowd. I think it's tough when when things aren't going our way. You'll hear it tomorrow that if things aren't going away, the home fans will get on the on the backs with it being the local rivalry. And I don't know whether that's I don't know whether that's actually a downside for us. I would I rather go away to Kenilworth Road and Turf Moor? No, but is the more pressure on us at home? Yeah, and does that pressure ultimately tell? It'll be interesting one to uh, to see. Yeah, no, I respect that. I, th- I think the pressure got to us a little bit on Saturday. Um, um, yeah, I just feel like we weren't at, at, at the races. I, I, I'm slightly worried ahead of this game because we've just kind of took our foot off the gas. And I think yeah. if you are up for it, and if you had a full house, which we'll get into, it doesn't look like you're going to, which is good works for us, that's fine. I think that the crowd on top of us might have made our young lads crack. I don't know. I just think, I just think because this is a team full of young lads, they're just taking the foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe got a little bit complacent. However, obviously, last time before we played you, we got dicked by Sheffield United 5-2 the week before. And then Vincent's gone into him, laid into him, uh, and then obviously pull out a brilliant performance uh, against you guys. Is that another worry that you might have, that we've lost last time out just like we did last time and then and then they might be more up for it now because of the defeat? Or does that give you a bit of confidence if QPR can beat us, with all due respect to them, Blackburn can beat us? That's it, isn't it? I think, I don't doubt that either side knows the you know, the scale of what the game is, especially after last time, you know, with the atmosphere at Turf Moor, I have no doubt that they knew they yeah. knew what it meant after that game. And I don't know if it works in our favour. Again, Rovers, are, I've said this all season, I said it last time we are on as well, we're such an unpredictable side. If we went and won on Tuesday, uh, it would not shock me one bit if we went and beat you. And again, it wouldn't shock me if you come and turned us over 2 or 3 nil. It's That's how unpredictable we are. And I think it gives us confidence. I think Burnley don't look the side they were five games ago in terms of, you know, you look yeah, like you can't that. stop you. But that's not me doubting the ability you have and, you know, the talent there. I think Nathan Teller missing one thing that really gives us a bit of hope because yeah. he's been electric this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, again, though, does that not... I mean, obviously, Nathan was quite cheeky at the, the game at the turf. And I, I thought, obviously, if the Blackburn fan did that, Blackburn player did that to one of our lads, so don't get me wrong, I'd be fuming. So I can fully expect why Blackburn fans wouldn't like Teller. And that's, that's fine, fair enough. Um, but is the flip side of that, yeah, he's missing. And that we have missed him in the last few games. Don't get me wrong, he provides an outlet. And like you said, he's been electric play, in the player at the team of the season for a reason. But is it not that side of it where you kind of hoped he'd, he'd be there a little bit and you could beat us with him and then maybe get high him doing 1 0 in his face or something like that? I don't know. I just think a player like him causes Rovers problems this season. I think Rovers caught more with, you know, we've done well against big strikers. We kept Victor Jokeres quiet the other night. So, you know, your striker options don't bother me. It's the pacey wingers that always seem to cause Rovers that issue. You know, if it were just Ashley Barnes up against a defender, I'd expect our defender to keep him a bit tighter. Whereas when it's these pacey, tricky wingers that can get the ball in behind, that's been our our main concern really so I'd love for him to play and I'd love for him to you know be embarrassed and lose 1-0 maybe but uh, I think just the more quality you miss I think it's the better for us I think try and balance it out a bit more and maybe we can have that added extra of the game and just push and hopefully nick it 1-0 without Nathan Teller causing us 
a lot of problems I can imagine he would. Yeah, fair enough. It, it, we are missing him. Uh, 100% we're missing him. Uh, I, th- I think that's been one of the main reasons why we've been so lethargic in the last few games. A um, couple of things I do want to talk to you about before we get into predictions and stuff like that. Obviously, um, the ticketing situation and and not not necessarily on your side of things and our side of things at the way that Blackburn trails. I, I know a lot of Blackburn fans just turn around and go, oh, well, you only give us 2,250 or whatever it was. So we're only going to do the same. Obviously, the, the flip argument to that is, you got our full away end. I think I know we can't get your full away end because of limitations. I think normally we get about 5,000, 5,500, something like that. But of course, this time it's only 2,000. What were your thoughts on, on how your club handled that and, and, and what they did to the Burnley fans? See, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I I get why we've done it. I think personally the club's done it in mind. I genuinely don't think they've done it out of spite because of Burnley doing well. I think they've done it to try and limit damage done to the way and damage done in terms of getting stewarding in. I appreciate the police said they cover it, but I just think the club don't want to get stuff damaged. I just hope it doesn't turn him to a situation where should we go and play each other in the future, you know, it's constantly tickets, prices, mm. anything that can do the other fan base over. I know we've got this hatred for each other, but I hope it doesn't go and affect the gen you know, the genuine fan who wants to go to the game and do it. I think it's it looks a stupid decision because we're not going to have the sold-out home crowd. We're not going to have 25,000 on. Yeah. I get that it's going to look stupid because I know, obviously, with your place, you've got half of that away stand actually taken by home fans, haven't you? Whereas we don't. I just feel that it were made out of safety and whether that looks spiteful or not, I'm sure it does. But And I know we'd be frustrated the other way around if we'd gone down from five to 2,000. It's tough. It's always tough. I think policing's got to come into it and stewarding and costs, etc. I just don't know whether it's going to set a precedent for you to do the same to us if we went and played each other, you know, again down the line. I don't know. I know Burnley fans were annoyed by it. And I know some Rovers fans understood it. And I think we all understand it. I just think if there's anything we can wind each other up about, it'll be taken, won't it? And this is one of many things that uh, both fans are going to go on about for a bit now. That's my worry. I I think Preston and Blackpool are a bit petty with each other and only give each other low allocations. And I I just, I fully expect this is going to turn into that. I I I think Burnley may look at it. I I mean, I I hope in a way that we are the bigger club, but I know some fans will be like, nah, fuck them, they've done it to us, we've done it to them. If next time we do play you, probably in about 15, 20 years, but still, if next time we play you, I, I, I think that, the club might say to you, well, you give us X percentage of your away end, we'll give you X percentage, like the bare minimum. I, th- I think I think the bare minimum anyway is 2,000. It is 2,000, that's what so, I mean. Like, so it's only can... going to be 250 that we would yeah. actually physically take off you. So you it probably wouldn't be pointless. Like can. Yeah. That's what I find. Unless by then, would. I mean, I'm, I'm, obviously I'm saying it in jest 15, 20 years, but I, I know there's there's potential plans for to stadium expansion. So who knows, it, it could be different back then. But um, yeah, my worries, it sets a precedent. Um, yeah. And also the, the, the Rovers end as well. Have you limited your own fans? I saw some people saying like you need to have been on the system for a certain amount of time because they're worried about Burnley fans buying tickets there. So now walk-ons can't go on like they would have done. Is that is that right or have I read that wrong? So you had to be on the database by, I think it was when our five deal offer come out that a few of the Burnley fans have mentioned it. But uh, I don't think it'll limit us in terms of stopping many people because most people should be on the system if they'd come over for a game. A season ticket holder can still buy a ticket as well for someone. 
Yeah. That's what we saw with that fan getting banned the other day, that they had bought it, but it come yeah. out that it was a Burnley fan, which has been an interesting one to watch. Yeah, obviously, he's had his three-year ban. You could buy tickets, and I've no doubt there'll be Burnley fans in the home end. I've no doubt about it. But Yeah, uh, it's a worry, isn't it? I mean, even yeah. I... I'm partly worried and I'm partly thinking, well, it kind of serves you right, but then I don't want, I don't want, obviously, black, uh, the Blackpool fan situation, I don't want anything like that happening again because it made us look bad and I don't want fucking fans fighting in the home end making us look bad again. So it's a worry. It is a worry for me. It's weird, isn't it? It's one that, like, everyone knows, the thing is, everyone knows a Burnley fan in Blackburn and vice versa. You work mm. with someone or you, you've gone to college with someone, you know someone, don't you? So it's weird. It's a, uh, it's tough. There will be Burnley fans, like you say, and ultimately whatever happens, happens in the home. And like you say, I hope there's no no serious injuries or serious fighting because there's kids around and I'm sure everyone wants to watch the match even though I know the rivalry's big. I know they're blocking certain parts off for people walking and and all that, but there's no chance to keeping them apart around Ewood. It's a bit different to Turf Moor as well, isn't it? Whereas, yeah, you know, last time we, could, we just got put down the side row, whereas you've got essentially got free reign of around yeah, the ground interesting. It's, yeah it's going to be a strange one i think i think we're parking at the club so that is going to be interesting i'm obviously just not going to go down and wear colors um i'm not driving my car uh and if i was i'd, I'd take the burnley air freshener down um so that is going to be interesting but we'll see um I, there will definitely be trouble um 100 oh, yeah um if you are watching this and, and thinking of causing trouble, just just don't. Um, but um, yeah, another thing as well, I do want to talk to you about a bit more light art at this one. I know a lot of people were frustrated about the tickets, so um, end on a light. Well, not end. The last thing I want to talk to you about is a light art thing. Obviously, earlier in the in the in the uh, the show, you did say we are the best team in the league. I wrote that down because that's exactly what you said. Um, but you may recognise Dan. Yeah, I know you. You may recognise Dan, not from not from earlier in the year when it was on this show, but he also did a bit did a bit of stuff with Sky Sports. Just watch this. To look at the clubs that you've seen, the teams that have rocked up at your respective stadium. I mean, do we put Burnley up there as the best team that you've all seen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we played really well at their place, but they, you know, we played at the top of our game pretty much away at Burnley on the top of our form going into that game, and at our very best, they still beat us, and that yeah, tells we, we that's the measure Burnley of how good Burnley five games. And I thought they were phenomenal. The bit is too new, it could have been a lot more. And I said that night, I said they'll win the league, yeah. They've had a lot of late goals as well, haven't they? I know it's obviously a win, but I've never been massively impressed by them. They just find a way to win for me. And if that gets you out of the league, it gets you out of the league. You don't have to be the best team to well, get you, out. You're picking up results. Teams that get out of the championship are teams that, when they're not playing particularly well, and they still get a result. Now, I'm not trying to stitch you up here at all, because no, obviously I, I, I've got you in the WhatsApp group and I think you messaged me at the time saying your fans are going to be a bit annoyed with me as a clip just gone out and I was like, oh, bloody hell, then we were chatting about it. Um, but there is a bigger clip of you on that, isn't there? But give just give you a chance now to sort of like explain them comments, because obviously earlier you did say we're best in the league, but there, I mean, that was recorded, what, two, three months ago? Um, no, just after the cup games it come out. Oh. Quarterfinals. Yeah, just after City and Sheffield United games, yeah. Yeah, interesting. So not that long ago. So yeah, go on. I just sort of give you a chance to, to sort of like explain what you meant. I've been waiting for this. Uh, so <laughs> if you watch that first question that David Prutton actually asked, he says the teams that have wrapped up to your ground, which starts mm. off. And I don't know whether it made the full show. I've not even bothered watching it because I knew I'd get the abuse. But in the full show, I actually explained the teams that have come to Ewood. Uh, in terms of the late goals, 
you've been the best team without a doubt. I think you've scored quite a few late goals. And like I say, if that gets you out of the league, it gets you out of the league. The thing I didn't like and the thing I picked up with with Sky about it was the out of context, the way it was clipped. You know, I've already had them on the phone apologising for the way they've clipped Have it. Have you actually? <laughs> yeah, I got a call uh, about a week ago saying they apologised for clipping it up and stitching me up. End of the day, I'd much rather get abuse from Burnley fans for slating them than Blackburn fans for being nice about Burnley. Well, that's it. Like people were giving you shit, but I remember saying like, if someone, if Blackburn were doing well and someone went, Blackburn are doing well, aren't they? I'd be like, oh fucking. Yeah, you'd be like, shut the fuck up, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be telling them to go away. And to be fair, we spoke. You know, I did the November one, the League of Seventy Two in November, especially just two days after you beat us, and yeah. we sat down and you know I was pretty. I think I was the nicest one around the table about Burnley. I actually said you'd win the league and the Watford fans said you wouldn't make the top six, I think. But because I obviously support them down the road, whatever you want to call us, we'll keep some of the names quiet. I think uh, <laughs> I think it just got taken out of context. And obviously, Johan Berg tweeted it, didn't he? And yeah, that went I remember everywhere. that. that went. I mean, it was interesting that he thought in that moment when he's celebrated on the bus that it, that he wanted to to give you some grief um but i'm all for it you know i'm all for the no, I'm the same. What, you... what were your thoughts then when that tweet when, when he tweeted that tweet because i remember sending it yet or tagging you in it i can't remember but i, I remember thinking like if a blackman fan a player sorry had tweeted a video of me i'd be like wow what is that what the fuck is going on well i was sat in the pub and my phone started going off a bit and i'm like Oh, it must just be, you know, some of the shit you get tagged in on Twitter. And yeah. then it kept going, it kept going. And I checked it and I'm like, I didn't realise it would go as big as it did. I think, like you say, if, say Tyrese Dolan does that, say you went down next year and there's a clip mm. of Burnley saying, we'll never play Blackman again. And then you come down, it'd be everywhere, wouldn't it? So I have no yeah. issue with it. End of the day, it's a, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? And like I say... If I go around praising Burnley, I'm going to end up slaughtered off our own fans, never mind fans that I only see twice a year, if not uh, no times a year. So, uh, yeah. Just to confirm, though, you did say earlier in the show that we are the best in the league, right? You can have that. You can click me saying the best <laughs> thing. I said it. The worst thing is, I was watching it back and, I, you know, I took the 10 minutes or so that it were mentioned and the amount of stuff that's been clipped out, that's what I put on Twitter that people need to realise yeah however long that video is it was four times that length in recording it's e it's much easier to backtrack on things you've said when you're not in the spotlight anymore than when you've yeah. got all these cameras blaring down on you and these lights it's a it's an interesting one no it's all fun and games isn't it yeah yeah you're a good sport to be fair mate um Anyway, let's actually chat about the match then. Um, obviously, we mentioned Nathan Tell is injured, so that's a bonus for you. Uh, we have been playing a bit of a weakened side recently. Nearly got in trouble by the EFL for it, thanks to Huddersfield Town. Um, but we did go full strength against QPR, um, as full as we can do. Um, but obviously, Teller was, Teller was injured, um, and, and we still got beat anyway. Um, is there any injuries that you have that, um, that, that we may be aware of? Too many. Uh, Tyler Morton's just been ruled out for the season, midfielder from Liverpool. He's probably just had the best month of his time here and he's really fitted into a midfield three so that that's a pain john buckley out for the season another midfielder who's i think is a really good talent and will be snapped up by someone higher up in future uh sam gallagher's out for the season up front whether if you ask certain when did that happen? fans say when did that happen he's didn't he play recently uh not last game the game before the Coventry game midweek. Right, yeah, yeah. Come off he's good I, I, I look at him sometimes and think he's okay. He's a bit of a battering ram, but um... yeah, 
you'll find very mixed opinions on him in the Rovers fan base. Yeah, some no, don't no. like him, some really like him. He is a good player, don't get me wrong. He just maybe isn't the six foot five striker that you'd expect. Mm. He's a bit different to a normal six foot five striker. Uh, Daniel Ayala's in and out in terms of fitness. I don't think he'll be involved in this game. There's so many, and Rovers are walking a bit wounded. The key ones are there. For me, it's off the bench that's the issue at the moment. It's not the 11. The 11 had back to win, you know, a lot of games and be competitive in a lot of games. It's when you then go into the current substitutes we have, you're kind of getting a bit weaker. And that's the woody if you want down, can we come on and change a game? I don't think we've won a game from behind this season yet. And we've really got a point from behind. So that kind of sums up the subs and uh, the squad depth we have. Yep, fair enough. Um, what about uh, Diaz? I've seen a few comments recently that Diaz is not really playing as well as well as um, he has been this season. Obviously, he's got the pre-contract in Spain, is it? Obviously, not going to be at Blackburn next season. Um, do you think he's kind of, not down tools, because I don't want to sound harsh, but do you think he's kind of like already got an eye on next season, maybe not putting in as much commitment as, as, as he would have done? It certainly feels that way. Again, we don't know the situation with him. This has been the issue. Nothing's been confirmed. The club are keep saying... They haven't had notification from anyone that contract's been signed. Mm. Obviously, he avoids the question whenever it's in the media. Thomason obviously won't say that he's gone, so he kind of he kind of avoids it. It's tough. I, I agree with you. I think he's he definitely doesn't want the player he was. And whether that's he's just had a good 12 months and we're maybe going back to what he used to be, or maybe yeah, he's just having a tough time. He had time out the squad and for me, he doesn't have that directness that he used to have. His biggest threat was picking the ball up and running and knocking it past someone and, you know, battering them down. He's a big lad himself, but he's not really been doing that. And he's getting booed a lot. He's, you know, yeah. fans are frustrated. The away and on sat there, you know, he come on and don't get me wrong, he'll get applauded whilst he's in a rover shirt, but you can hear the groans are a bit louder when he'll lose the ball. And that's not what he needs. He's very much a confidence player. We saw it when he had that chilly spell and yeah, he's just not been the player he is and maybe this is the game that he signs off with scoring the winner in an East Lancashire derby would be a good way to, to sign off but no, he's definitely not the threat that he used to be. Has he been starting? Because you mentioned there he came off the bench on against Preston. Has he been starting or bench? Uh, I think that was his first bench in a few games. He had time out injured uh, where he then had to come off the bench and play and then when he has started, he's not really impacted. He's definitely fit, or maybe maybe there is something we're not seeing. But no, uh, Saturday were just a tactical decision to keep him on the bench and try and bring him on to change the game, which he did, to be fair, off the bench in that second half. But uh, he definitely just doesn't have that that extra bit that we need, that extra bit that he was showing earlier in the season. So it'd be an interesting one. I think he'll start this game because I think we'll just try and put our best eleven on the pitch and, yeah. and try and win it rather than try and do some tactical masterclass. Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned there you think you're going to try and win it. You said earlier you, you'd rather attack us than sit back. How do you think you're going to approach this game then? Because I'll be honest, not to bring the game back up again from earlier in the year, although maybe I am doing that intentionally, I didn't really know what your plan was at the turf. Like You didn't sit back, you didn't attack us, you just kind of like did nothing. Like I know you mentioned earlier you kind of felt like you tried to frustrate us and then nick a goal, but it didn't feel like you were sitting back because you were coming out a bit, but then not really doing anything with it. Like How do you think you're going to approach this game? No, that's exactly how we felt at Turf Moor. No one knew yeah. the plan from the away. And we're all, as you could tell by the fans, we're all frustrated with it. I think we'll 
We'll go for the counter-attacking play. I just don't think we'll sit ourselves in the box and try and defend. I think we will go for it, but it'll be more don't throw every man forward unless you know we hit you from a corner, we hit you from a free kick or something. It's hard to explain how we play still after 43 games. We're, we're not this side that has a defined way of playing. We try and play it out from the back, but then that doesn't always work and the players panic at times and lump it forward. We try and counter-attack a lot. That's mainly been the way of playing but Rovers like I mentioned before was so unpredictable we could come out tomorrow and try and press you that's kind of a common thing guys don't let Brownhill have a lot of the ball don't let Cullen have a lot of the ball don't let your mm. defenders take a lot of time that's maybe why we'll see the likes of Tyree Stolen and sort of Thomas on to try and put yeah. all that pressure on you I think yeah. we'll try and win it in the midfield and go from there though I think that's Rovers key to go into a midfield free recently who starts in midfield? I don't know after Tyler Morton's injury. Again, that's uh, another question that none of us know the answer to. It could be anyone. This is your summed yeah. up that tomorrow there's about six different players and if any of them started, it would not shock me one bit. So I'll tell you tomorrow at half-time what we're trying and I still might not know by then. It's yeah, It's been a weird season. Depending on the score, mate, at half-time, your number might be blocked, I'll be honest with you. Um, I might be out the ground, you never know. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed you are, mate. Um, no, I'm only joking. But um, obviously, you mentioned that you're going to try and press us, maybe win the game in midfield. I felt like you kind of after that at the turf, but you were nowhere near us. Like, I, I feel like that was part of it and why we had so much joy against you, because you did press us, but it wasn't an effective press. And no, we it felt that half playing half out. Almost. Yeah, it did. And because we're that good at playing out from the back now, it just... We just pressed, uh, you pressed us, we just passed it around you. But then obviously we got one of the goals from from pressing you and then you trying to pass it out from the back as well. So be interested to see if you do do that. And as well, it's interesting you mentioned that Brownhill and Cullen because obviously, yeah, they are quite good on the ball. Brownhill has just been named in the team of the season. Fantastic I first half of the season. I don't know why. I, I thought Cullen should, <laughs> Cullen should definitely be in there. it. And it's if for me, I'd have the entire three Burnley, Brownell, Teller, and Cullen. Um, no, but I, I, Cullen's been fantastic. Um, Brownell were brilliant in the first half of the season. I think I think with Cullen is he's one of them players that doesn't do much in terms of stats. Like he's he's, yeah. he's the cog. He's not he will win man. tackles, get it, and give it to players like Brownell and Teller. Whereas he's not a numbers player. And I think stuff like that goes off numbers a lot. Um, yeah. Brownell's got more of the goals and assists and stuff like that. But um, yeah, Cullen's fantastic. He really, really is. But you mentioned there you're going to try and win the win the battle in midfield. Do you think you're careful of winning the battle in midfield against the likes of Goodmanson, obviously your favourite Burnley player, uh, Cullen, goal, goal, goal. And, <laughs> Cullen and players like that? Do you think you can win the battle there? I think we can. I think Adam Wharton, who missed the first game, is going to be key to this game. Really good player. Never mind the fact he's, you know, born just down the road from Ewood. The fact that he's a good technical player, I think we missed that in the away game. We had, uh, I think, Jake Garrett start in the midfield and, don't get me wrong, Jake's a good player, but he's more of that Cullen player. He's more tackle, give it to another midfielder. Mm. And the midfielder who played alongside him, Travis, in the reverse game, again, he's that midfielder. We kind of had two of the same in the reverse game. And you saw it when we were trying to play out from the back. We had no one man to give it to. We didn't have an Adam Wharton in the midfield. And I think that's going to be key. He's going to see a lot of the ball. He's good on the press as well. He's good when players are pressing him. He's good under pressure and... I think it'll benefit us. I think it'll be a closer game whether we win that midfield battle and win the game's a difference, but I'm sure we'll come on to predictions, but I think it'll be a closer game than the previous one, and that's because we've got that midfield. I think we've got the solidity in midfield, but again, we Tyler Morton out. You never know what we're going to go for. We could change it all up. I don't know. I, I worry. I just hope we don't play it out from the back. That's my worry. Don't get caught off that yeah. again because 
with Sonny. I know obviously Burnley even had a few issues with playing out from the back, but you've got you've got the more technical players, the better footballers with a ball at the feet. We've got defenders who are good at what you call typical defensive stuff, good yeah. at winning the ball in the air, good at marking actual strikers out the game when they try and mark pacey wingers and more technical players. That's when we struggle. Yeah, you mentioned predictions then. That is how we will end the show. How do you think it's going to go in terms of the scoreline? If it's head or heart, it's two different answers. I've loved, don't get me wrong, I've loved a one that we're over as Goodmanson on goal. I think that's <laughs> that's the dream and I won't be keeping quiet if it happens. I personally think it'll be a draw. I just think, do you win the title with a draw or does it have no, to be a win? Because I think we're the only championship game tomorrow, aren't we, on Tuesday yeah. night. So I think the rest of them play on Wednesday. It'll be a bit of a maybe a bit, bit shit if we draw. I think if we draw at your place and then Sheffield United get yeah. beat on on Wednesday, then we win it. But I don't want to win it like obviously you want to win it when you're playing. Um, so no, we won't win it with a draw. I just think Rovers hope we're up for it more. If I'm being honest, I'm not confident. And maybe if we were playing Sheffield United or someone else up there, I might be a bit more honest. I can't back my I can't back my team to lose this game. I'll go for two two, but Again, like I said before, with that shot factor, if we went and blew you out the water, it wouldn't shot me. And if you come and blow us out the water again, it wouldn't be a shock. I'll go 2 2, but uh, I'll keep quiet on what I actually think might happen. <laughs> to be honest with you, this time six, seven, eight weeks ago, people kept messaging me all the time, like, do you think we'll beat Blackburn this year? Do you think we'll beat him again at Ewood? I'm like, honestly, mate. On paper, we are so much better than them. Like we, we should beat them. I think we will beat them. Because of the way we played recently, admittedly, two of them games were weakened squads, but QPR wasn't, and we were still pretty poor at the back. I'm not as confident as I was. I still look at the two teams and I lean towards my side, and I think we are better. Um, so I'm going to go 2-1 Burnley. I, think, I do think it'll be tighter. Um, yeah. I think you'll be more up for it. I think it'll be... Um, I think you're in a position now where you have you can't you can't be losing games. So I think you'll be more up for it because of that. And a lot of stuff happened at the turf, which which as as legendary as it was, Teller doing that. And and the, I'm sure you've seen the video of all the Blackman players walking off and Burnley fans chanting "You're effing poo." Yeah, stuff like that. It, obviously, it's brilliant, but I think it's gonna get you up for this one a bit more as well. So sometimes I just think mm, now I'm wishing you didn't do all that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how you. It should have to it. have a team talk. Should it? it should just be that. Exactly. Just put that video on loop in the dressing room. That picture like that. tell her everything. And I hope it is. Yeah. I hope it's. I hope it's a good game. And obviously, I want us to win. But Rovers fans will respect if we go in and fight and don't do what we did last time. That's when it hurts. It hurts getting beat. Don't get me wrong. We both had a fair share of defeats. But when you know your team's been half assed and not done what it should yeah. have done. If you beat by quality, you can, as much as it'll hurt, you can swallow that pill. But if you beat by not doing what you should be doing, I think that's when it hurts. And that's why it hurt for them four weeks that uh, we didn't even match in terms of trying to put the intensity on. It was very much turn up and get beat. And I just thought we don't do that here. Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, fingers crossed, obviously, uh, we can win the title there. I'm sure you'll disagree with that. That's fair enough. But um, it's been a pleasure, mate. You're a good sport. Give you some stick then, uh, especially with the video. You're a good sport. It is a shame we're not going to play you for about another 20 years because obviously I won't be able to get you on the show for about another 20 years. But, you know, it's a pleasure. You're a good sport and uh, you want, you're one of the sounder um, ones from down the road. I'll so take that as a compliment. Mate. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having us. I'd love to wish you good luck, but... Yeah, I'm not going to wish. Normally, I'd normally at this stage, I'd say, good luck for the rest of the season, but not on Saturday or whatever. I'm just not going to do that. I hope no, you're not, not finishing the playoffs. I won't believe you anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Uh, think, I don't know if you've noticed it yet, but there is a, a prop just there over my shoulder. I will, I will be getting it. That's ready. That's ready just in case. Fingers crossed that's getting popped tomorrow. Uh, but no, honestly, Dan, thank you. Um, I know Burnley fans probably won't bother checking, checking your stuff. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I always do sort of like say, like, you can give them a shout. Just just at, go to at Rovers Chat. There's, there's some funnier stuff on Twitter rather than just constant abuse. Like the stuff that you put up is kind of similar to mine. When I put anti-blackness stuff up, it's always like a bit funny. Yeah, like, it's so don't, it don't always go down that well. I've been blocked by a few Blackburn fans I've never even inter- interacted with. But um, It's more than a six-figure joke, Claire, with Offgat. Yeah, yeah. It's um, there's more to it than that. And obviously you're that type of page, so I do respect that. So if you do want to check out, especially, uh, tell you what, lads, if you want to go and check Dan's stuff out after we've beaten them tomorrow, then go and have a look at it. It's oh, at they, Rovers Chat. On they Twitter. all enjoyed the previous one, the Freno one. They all, they all lumped on it. It were enjoyable yeah. seeing the comments. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. I th- I'll say the same as what I said last time we played you. If we do beat you, I will probably do a full time show. I think on Wednesday. I'm not sure if I'm working on Wednesday. I'll just double check. Uh. Yeah. I'm working, but not until not until eight o'clock. So I might be able to squeeze one in. Um. But if if we get beat, I probably won't bother doing one anyway. Um. But thanks for going on, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, to, uh, everybody for listening. If we win. I will do a full-time show. If we don't, I definitely won't. But if not, I'll do a pre-game show before Bristol City. Sports Social Podcast Network. $88 billion is just a number, but not when we use it for our community benefits plan. It can be used to help deliver the promise of an education. We'll empower young entrepreneurs through the creation of the Howard University and PNC National Center for Entrepreneurship. And uplift small businesses with access to the capital they need in order to grow. It's not just about dollars, it's about change. PNC. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.